0: Yo, mama. Uh. I got you, I I got you, I yo, mama. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Yo, 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 mama. Hey doggy dog. What's up, Al? When? First one of the year. Feels
1: oh, good. yeah, baby. January 3rd, right? Oh, yeah. I have to go back to school tomorrow. <laughs>
0: That's rough. I can't um, wait
1: to not have to go back to school ever again. It'll be a great day. Great feeling, especially not have to study for finals during Christmas time. That's one of the those the one of the best things about being a missionary for 2 years was I got to experience what it was like to not have to be studying my butt off right around Christmas.
0: Christmas uh, outside of school is so so fun. Definitely my favorite time of the year. The lights, the the cheer, the music, everything is so great. And mm-hmm. you're right uh, when you're, when you're just cramming for stuff, but but we used to have finals at like December 12th or something like that. Right. Yeah.
1: So you got like those two weeks and stuff, but I feel like, yeah, you still, I feel like you ended, I don't know if we ever ended that early. I still felt like you ended like 18th, 19th, 20th. So, so I think it was like you get a week real quick to try and get into the Christmas spirit versus all of Advent to really pray, watch home alone, Grinch home alone two, elf. Home Alone three, you know all the all the movies you really want to watch and
0: Man, I didn't War, watch any so. Christmas movies all year this what? year. Didn't watch a single one. Really? I
1: Clara had never seen Home Alone one or two, and so we watched those. It was amazing. They're, Kevin, they're great even as adults.
0: Yeah, they, they hold up. Um, the Sticky Bandits is one of the funniest and the best like two, two characters I can think of. Those the the first of all. Joe Pesci, I think he released Goodfellas in the same year as he released Home Alone. Yes, I think one. it may be either the year Which before, yeah. quite a year for Joe Pesci to be that character in Goodfellas and to be like the main comedy guy in, in Home Alone. In a
1: freaking kids movie. That's wild. I know. I, hey. Did you listen to the, the rewatchables on Home Alone? Oh,
0: yeah, dude.
1: Oh, it's- What do you think <laughs> I'm, I'm doing? I know, I know. I just, I had no idea who Joe Pesci was other than he reminded me of my Uncle Tim until probably five years ago when I started watching some of these- you know mobster movies like casino uh goodfellas and stuff and all of a sudden you realize that this guy's really famous a really big actor well known throughout the world
0: yeah he's 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 big my cousin vinny was was big i think my mm-hmm. mom really likes the movie my cousin vinny um i've never seen which it. is oh it's great I, I think i recommend it let me go uh, ahead and recommend it to okay.
1: you. I, you know a movie i just watched heat you know how the ringers obsessed with it it's okay. It's You it's, didn't like Heat? No, 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 no. no. I not that I didn't like it. It's just like, I mean, it's outrageous at the same time. You know
0: what I mean? It is. It is extremely outrageous. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, it almost
1: made, I, I just almost thought it was so funny that these guys think it's, like Chris Ryan says, it's his favorite movie of all time, which I think is I think just that, a strange movie to love as that much.
0: It really, it really cooks. It like simmers on itself the whole time. It's like really long and the guys are just. Like
1: the heat's on high.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're making real choices in those in those those types of movies. Like the actors yeah, are really yeah. going for some some real strong characters. Yeah,
1: Al Pacino's outrageous in it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, I thought I did, I also thought it was kind of long and not it's it it's in kind of an old school.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Movie. Anyways, anyways, sorry.
0: This is not a podcast about heat or the no, movies it's not. from the nineties. This no, is a it's podcast not. about 2020.
1: Twenty twenty uh, baby. Happy new year. Yeah.
0: This is our annual year in review podcast. Mm-hmm. I think we did this last year.
1: Yeah, we did something. I think we, we for sure did best movies of the decade. But this is like a, a, an amalgam of of just the 2020, everything. The best of, the worst of, a few things as well. Should be fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we are going to talk about best you know, movies, books, um, TV shows, some albums that we listened to and watched and read in, in 2020. Um, not really going to touch on the politics of the, really the coronavirus and all that stuff. Cause it was, I don't know, man, a year for the books. Like one of those things that you're, we're going to look back on it. And I, I think, yeah, we lived through 2020. We're going to tell stories like it was, um, like we're our, like walking to school uphill both ways type of deal with our, our grandkids. Like, you know, we lived through quarantine. We, we lived through that, that, that year. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like 1969. It'll be an iconic year. For mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for for years and years and years.
1: Yes, yeah, definitely the strangest year of my life. That's a good with putting it like nineteen sixty-nine. It was uh you know, the year JFK was assassinated. i uh, just kidding. <laughs> I know you just shake your head and <laughs> be like no, no stop. that's not that's not enough. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's most interesting for sure. I I don't I had a, a son was born this year as well. So like I had some great blessings and also some some obviously really tough stuff too. But I, I was just talking with Claire. I feel like so. Paul was born March fifteenth last year which is right on the cusp of coronavirus, right on the cusp of everything being shut down. Literally, I think the next day I got an email that school would not be in session for two weeks. And I was thinking, oh sweet, I get two extra weeks with my son. I literally ended up with, I think, four months straight at home with my son, which is the most unique time in history to probably have a new baby. Like never, ever again will I get to spend that much time with a newborn. So it was really neat in a lot of regards, but also, I mean, very sad as well. We have, hundreds of thousands of lives lost millions across the world. Um, it was tough and a lot of people very isolating as well at times. Um, I can't wait to watch, go to a sporting event or a concert someday. I don't know. It's just, just kind of a, like we said, one of the strangest years, but for sure, strangest to my life. Um, and we're, we're going to look back on this forever.
0: Yeah. And it feels weird to talk about because I, I think I'm like you, cause I, I had a, a good year. I, mm-hmm. I moved to Texas, got a new job, got engaged, took all these, um, CPA exams. I, I, I and, and I think even in a different way, like my job was not affected, but none of my loved ones were, um, you know, killed by the coronavirus. Um, so I had a fine year um, mm-hmm. and I know that there's a lot of people who did not and they're still suffering uh, with with uh, job losses and, and people um, losing people. But um, I suppose that's been talked about and, and all we can do is, is keep praying and keep trying to limit the spread of it and everything but right now for this pod we're just going to talk about good books and good movies and good a good mm-hmm. music we listen to the best uh, of this year
1: yeah yep. baby the best i'm of. psyched
0: i'm psyched i love looking back i really do uh love looking back on years and ah, i keep a list so good i keep a list of every everything i read and, and watch and uh listen to uh on my phone
1: I did. Just, I, I need to do that for everything because I, I did it for my books this year, and it, it was so fun to look back on.
0: It's interesting. And you go. You, it's much easier to think about um, think about good movies. I've even started to write, write stuff. that sounds so nerdy. I started to write stuff down about what, like book summaries in oh, my great. little like a little journal just to like. I just finished Man Called Ove. Um, oh, you we finished can it? About, We can talk about it later. Oh, yeah, me. yeah. So I wrote down my thoughts so that I can. I, I think it helps me to to process. Uh, that
1: type of thing. I think it's a mark of a, Nate, honestly, I didn't know you did that. I think it's a mark of, of great virtue because I think that's what I've loved about doing this with you. And I, I think that's what a lot of people who listen, love doing this is they, they look at these things more seriously is you know we, we don't just watch a movie now or i don't I don't just watch or read lord of the rings i'm i'm really trying to process like you said i'm trying to look at it deeply like why did this move me or why did i dislike this what about this character did i connect with and i think what you're doing is is you're just trying to find those these uh i think bits of grace um, within this these this media or these other things that we're consuming because otherwise we're just consuming for the sake of consuming versus we are consuming for the sake of truth, beauty, and goodness for, for, for bringing our eyes to the sky. So that's, I think that's really neat that you do that. I didn't know that.
0: Uh, right, well, appreciate I appreciate it, man. Yeah. It. I, I think it's, it's like, um, did you see Soul yet? This movie? No, Pixar, no, I right? need to. I need to. It's great. It's really good. Not a, it's, it's not, it's not a kid's movie. It's an adult movie, but um, I loved it. And it's, it's kind of about living on purpose, which is something I've been trying to, I try to do all the time and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily do it well all the time. Cause I do find myself playing at, like half an hour of mindless chess with strangers on the in- internet and like <laughs> listening to stupid podcasts about old movies that I, I could be spending my time in much better ways. Um, but I think, you know, baby steps, We're, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get there a little yeah, bit yeah. at a time. Let's get into it. I want yeah, to start. Well, we've got, um, so best thing we've heard, seen, read, uh hobby and, and best things we've best and worst things we've done with the quarantine. So with the free time. So let's just start at the top stuff we've heard. So I want to talk about full albums uh, and best individual song, but let's start with full. Like what was the best album you heard that came out in 2020? Uh,
1: this is kind of a cop out. I really, I don't listen to full albums a whole lot save for a few artists like Lumineers Head in the heart um, Taylor Swift, of course, Mumford, are really about the only people i listen to ed sheeran probably as well the only people i really listen to full albums too which I, i'd like to listen to more full albums i guess i just i have a tough time um just finding new people on spotify that i like top to bottom with an album you know what i mean so this is best albums folklore i don't need to say much about it we have a whole pod on it if you haven't listened to it yet so pod on um, folklore yeah folklore it, it it's not like it was the best album ever but it was for me the best that came out this year that i listened to which i honestly don't know if there was another full album i listened to sorry that's and fine. it was it was An such a good
0: unexciting it was such uh, a unique uh, album yes it, yes it unified us all we had we had something that everyone was like for for five days or whatever something to talk about it was like a sporting event or a um i don't know something similar like that that a monoculture type of thing
1: dang it, i was gonna say that word yeah there's a little piece of monoculture which we don't really get a whole lot anymore i feel like there's very taylor's one of the few people who kind of brings a diverse huge amount of people together to talk about something like that
0: yeah she's unique yeah, love what about taylor you?
1: what's your your best well
0: idea? i have the same one written down and uh, <laughs> uh we a bunch my,
1: of losers what an exciting podcast
0: so no i have that written down but i i think the other one would be um um, the Mount Joy album called, called Rearrange Us. I think you like Mount Joy.
1: Yes, I do. I, I only know a few of their songs, but I love
0: them. So their album is good. It's like, it's like their other stuff. It's good. Uh, uh, Alt-Rocky. Um, uh, just really talented people making alt-rock music. I think they're pretty hedonistic, but um, it is what it is, brother. We are <laughs> yeah. We take what we can get. Mount mm-hmm. um, Joy, good. Good album. Rearrange Us.
1: Wor- what's your worst one? Your, your, the worst you heard or worst album, worst song you listened to?
0: I don't know if I have a worst. I generally uh, don't commit to bad, like stuff that I think is bad. I, I like I'll bail on it real quick.
1: Okay, that's exactly where I'm going with this one. My, this is easy for me. The reason I ask is because Evermore. I I haven't even finished the album yet. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, so it's pretty boring. I
1: was literally like, I just, I'm just not into this. You know, Claire and I put it on in a drive. And I think after three songs, she was like, can we change it? And I made it to five or six later when she fell asleep. But I was just, it was just uninteresting to me. Nothing really stood out.
0: It was like the worst song on Folklore, and they did 13 versions of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah tough.
1: Totally. I'm sorry, Taylor. Don't be mad at us. But. She's going to listen. We're her biggest
0: podcasters. you have a best song of the year?
1: Oh. I do. I do. I'm excited about this one. I hope people check this out. you ever heard of the band Laney? L-A-N-Y?
0: No. No? Oh, so, no. I have um, I was I'm introduced excited. to
1: them by uh, – I don't know if you'll like them that much, but Jorge Mario and Adriana Mario introduced – I think Jorge – introduced me to them at Texas AM. And I, I liked them at the time. I didn't like super jump into them, but I started listening to some of their albums a little bit. Um but one of their songs in there, oh I did listen to this whole album. So this would be my other album, I guess to listen to, but then a new album that came out, can't remember what it's called, but Mama's was Boy? A, yes, Mama's Boy. Thank you. But they have a song in there called Cowboy in LA that is freaking magical. That's a perfect way to describe it. I really like a song that kind of swarms you or envelops you. Um, I, I, and there's only a few that come, maybe one or two that come out every year or so for me where I just I get that feeling where I'm like I'm gonna remember when I listen to this song I'm gonna remember this time period so I'm gonna remember mm. this last fall when I listen to this song it's got a magical feel that really envelops you especially if you're blaring it in your card um, it's got some great little lines uh, it, it actually did something really neat for me which I'm, I'm, I don't have any like big problems with the state of Oklahoma. I don't necessarily love Oklahoma, but because of this song, I will be proud to be from Oklahoma. He's got these these little lines. The guy's from, I think, Oklahoma City, but lives in LA. So that's what the song kind of about is treating a girl like a cowboy, like a, like a man from Oklahoma. And he's kind of singing. He's like, get up every day and i work hard for your pay. Happy in a pair of jeans. And then he sings, Oklahoma. It's great. It's sweet. Can't wait it's to beautiful. check it out. And then he says, you made a man out of me. I just, it's a great line make. It's kind of how I feel about uh, Wichita, Kansas, Bishop Carroll, especially, is that I feel like it made a man out of me, taught me how to be a man, taught me how to treat a woman. It's, it's good stuff. Check
0: um, it speaking of Bishop Carroll, I had a friend of yours over at my place just last night, a friend uh-huh. of ours, but he, I guess he had been around you in the last few months um, because I poured him a glass of whiskey and it was in a whiskey glass that had our bishop Carroll logo oh, the bishop on the carol side ones, yeah. yeah and i handed it to him and i said bishop carol where jesus went to school and he goes gosh you guys are so annoying <laughs> <laughs> so i guess we say that
1: too much i don't oh, know so funny oh, shane may thank you shane oh, Mayrae, so yeah. funny oh, that's um, hilarious you guys yeah
0: dude <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: amazing <laughs>
0: um i know what you're saying i love songs that take you to a to a place and a in a, a feeling so my, mine is um, a song called anyway by may Earl and um it's with the uh, piano player from wolfpack wolfpack is my favorite funk band yeah, and they all do side projects and uh-huh. uh so this is just a really fun cute love song kind of singer songwriting but mm-hmm. i recommend it so yeah. a couple recommendations for you folks go check That's out great. these songs i
1: haven't heard that song i need to check it out
0: tweet tweet all right that's that's the music bit of the uh, of the podcast let's move on to the visual arts uh movies and television so uh movie week here for movies i was excited about a lot of movies this year I wes know. anderson had a movie uh dune by one of my favorite directors when's Dune's dune supposed to come out uh supposedly this summer okay like okay. 2021 cuz i really want to read the book sometime oh dude i just uh I just finished it. It's
1: it's did you just say oh dude? I just finished it. Oh
0: dude, dude, brother. Um <laughs> and our friends, I think shit our friends Sam and Sean are reading it right now. It's oh, a wild book. It's like Lord of the Rings in Space. Oh. Um I but anyway, we didn't things. see that we didn't see that movie because of China. Just mm-hmm. kidding. Um <laughs> we, we didn't see that movie. So I saw one movie in the theaters. Um did the last see? I saw Tenet. In Manhattan, oh, Kansas, oh, I wanted to see it in theater so bad. It was, and that is my pick. That is the I think. So I I, I saw Soul, but I saw that yesterday, um, so I didn't see it in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tenet is like the best. The best thing I ever I saw in the whole year. It's very confusing and it's wild. Intentionally, like um, intentionally tra- like screwing up with your your senses and your mind and everything, and and it's not really like giving you any plot that you're able to work with but the action the the music the the, the visuals holy the suits good-looking dudes good-looking dudes in in really well-fitting uh evening wear yeah yeah that's all I needed in a movie
1: uh-huh. and and
0: guys beating each other up in in kitchens and and um that kind of thing so I, I loved it um Tenet it's kind of weird kind of hard to understand what even happened in it but uh best movie I saw all year yeah yeah when you
1: come up next we should watch it I actually Seth and I bought it on my Apple TV. So I own it uh, so we can watch it whenever we want to. now. Whenever you want. I get it. You're a movie owner. I see. Mm-hmm. That's what you're yep, saying. Yeah, I know. I really wanted to see Tenet. I think Tenet and Mulan were the only two movies that came out this year that I saw. So my pick, if it has to be a 2020 movie, would be Tenet. But I'm going to cheat on this, if that's okay. Sure, because this was best that I saw. So this doesn't necessarily mean best that came out in 2020, right? So I so the best, the three best movies, and narrated down to. I'm just going to give three of them, but I'll elaborate. Um, the I had never seen The Martian before, so I watched oh. The Martian, which is incredible, which was amazing. I'd I'd seen bits and
0: pieces of it. Um, the peanut butter. It's a balance. movie made directly for you, Matt Damon yeah. in space doing nerdy stuff.
1: That's, oh, it's so cool. Him? He's so he. I mean, he carries that movie. It's unbelievable what he does. He's basically on screen for most of the movie by himself, and he still cracks me up. Still so be yes. zoned in. So the Martian was was number three. Ashby was a movie that Claire and I, oh shoot, actually this doesn't count, but I just got to tell everyone about it because I watched it last night, I didn't watch it, in twenty twenty. This kid plays football, shows up like a week late after tryouts, and somehow talks his coach into letting him go on the team. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is atrocious. So so it's the really hit in the but it has this wonderful message at the end. Phone- so he goes in and meets his next door neighbor, who's Mickey Rourke. Is so 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 yeah. driving him around, and he thinks he's just taking him to, like, the doctor, the grocery store, all this stuff. He's really driving him to go murder these people. Mickey O'Rourke's just like shooting people up in their house.
0: So, well, Al, thank you for that very long description of a 2015 movie in this 2020 podcast. <laughs> and I, I'm on the Wikipedia page here. This movie made was released a video on demand and it made $120,000 in the box office. Wow. Which is, that, is like that is so shockingly low.
1: Oh man, that's so funny. I did spend a lot of time on that one. I'm sorry, but you <laughs> y- y'all gotta see this movie. I couldn't believe it. Check that.
0: out Ashby. That's
1: funny. No, that's okay, funny. Well, my real number one movie in the year <laughs> was *The Peter Butter Falcon. Have you seen this one?
0: Oh yeah, we, I watched it this year too. Great. Okay,
1: Peanut Butter Falcon's amazing. I'll just, I'll be quick. It's a very simple storyline. A kid with Down syndrome escapes home to become a professional wrestler. Made me laugh, made me cry, but really I, I loved it from top to bottom because it's so wholesome. It's so beautiful. Um and there's also this moment where they're sitting around a campfire and a Gregory Allen Alan Isakov song comes on. I think it was a stable song. And it was just 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 a magical moment, a moment that I'll, I'll never forget. Uh Paul was sleeping in the next room. I was holding Claire's hand. We're watching this movie. And that song comes no, sure. on while watching
0: movies. Just beautiful. Okay. So Remember when movie. our songs were just like prayers? Yes. Um, ah! A great, a great song. Wow.
1: Okay. So sorry nice. for that long detour about Ashby, but you got to see it. It's wild. <laughs>
0: Speed from 2015, uh-huh. topping the list. <laughs> um, all right. Best, uh, what about TV? I, I, watched, I watched a few TV shows this year that were really good. Barry and Succession are really good TV shows, but not released in 2020. But The Mandalorian, uh, I'm a fan. It's a Star Wars movie about a uh basically a bounty hunter a mandalorian looks like Boba fett but he's not Boba fett it's set after return of the jedi before the the sequel series um and it is the the best star wars material made since rogue one and before that since uh well i like revenge of the sith but yeah it's just great star wars and good world building and uh, action and there's short episodes there's like eight episodes in the season and there's only a they're only half an hour long, so it's a quick watch. They're yeah. very much these; these are they're very Western and gunmen, and a little bit of like samurai movie. That's what everyone yeah, says cool. about it. It's like samurai mixed with Western, mixed with Star Wars. Okay, and sweet. I recommend; it's great.
1: Sweet. I too like Revenge of the Sith. Just a just a heads up, Ooh. which a lot of people don't. But I, I haven't seen all of Mandalorian. I watched. I didn't have Disney Plus. I had it, or I went to a friend's house and watched like the first three episodes, but never uh, never got into it. So I'll try enough to check it out sometime this next year. Um, okay. My TV show. And I, again, have a tough time total. I timidly recommend this to people because it does have its flaws. Again, it can be nasty at times and a lot of F words throughout as well, but it is um, I think it's, especially if you um, skip, <laughs> can't just totally skip the first episode, but if you skip the parts of the first episode, have you heard of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? It's I think one of Amazon prime's like top shows. <coughs>
0: yeah i watched the
1: first episode i didn't watch uh, it it's horrible i know she shows her boobs i think twice even
0: uh, boobs, uh, yeah. yeah
1: yeah you gotta gotta get out of there i know that's why i like timidly recommend it but after that that's my, my brother told me skip over that and then the rest of it's really good it's it's really brilliant who is it did she the lady who's doing it is she do gilmore girls is that what it was or yeah
0: yeah and it has the same feel like Fast talking, quippy. Always uh-huh. have a reference ready to go.
1: Super witty, yeah, absolutely. So I think first thing I love it is you're thrust into this beautiful world of the '60s, early '60s in New York, Miami, Paris, Vegas. Like you're kind of going all over the world, and um, Mrs. Maisel's got these amazing outfits and stuff, and you get to go to these clubs. It's it's just like a really cool t- period piece to be thrust into. Um, second thing I like about it, it maybe really appreciate stand up comedy and how incredible a skill it is like these people are I mean we we love Hank so much because he's amazing at telling stories. Hank and these stand up comedians, they're really good at finding the ridiculous in the ordinary. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just like such yeah. an extraordinary talent. So made me really appreciate stand-up comedy. And then I think lastly it's it's about this woman who her husband all of a sudden out of no he's he wants to be a stand-up comedian, but he divorces her out of nowhere has been cheating on her and so she goes to this comedy club that night and realizes she's amazing at stand-up comedy and does this bit on stage. So you're like you're constantly feeling horrible for this woman because she's cheating on her husband and I'm like I'm always moved with pity for her. But then eventually you start to feel for her husband and then her father and her mother and you like all of these characters are constantly trying to fix their own brokenness and their loneliness and their just their their, their dissatisfaction with the world and at one point, like her mom even picks up and moves to Paris to try and be happy. And so it's just amazing to watch all these characters realize that nothing that they do or not, not trying to fix all these things isn't gonna work. Only each other make but only by being with each other makes them happy. So That's It's really neat. It's a really good show. I I I think like I said, at times it has its flaws and it's hard. You gotta push past
0: some of the nastiness, but it's it's a great show. That's great. I I thought uh, that it was going to be a different type of show. I didn't know that it was going to have all that depth because there's mm-hmm. there's kind of too many of those um, types of uh, what am I trying to say? Like poorly written girl power shows. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, uh, like the newest Charlie's Angels kind of like that. It's just like girls kicking ass and there's no depth. It's just like we are women and we we rock and we. And there's no like. like-
1: so I feel like Mulan was like this newest one. Have hmm. you seen it? Oh, it's awesome. No, no. It was just, just poorly written. I feel like it was taking all of the crappy parts from the, uh, the cartoon, which I think is awesome. The cartoon is
0: great. Cartoon was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be this woman who's just kind of magically good at, at up comedy with, without all of the, I guess, the work and time it takes. To, I, I have no idea what, uh, how, how much building it goes into mm-hmm. like how she's good at what she's doing, but uh, I, I assume that the TV show is just this woman dunking on men for no, 10 episodes no, definitely and three seasons.
1: Not. Yeah. So I, I think that, I mean, there are times where she's empowered to do things and stuff, and, which I think is, which is great, obviously. But um, she like has, she fails a lot at her act. Like she sucks at times and she like really wants to quit and all this stuff. And man, it's great. It's really good. It actually inspired me a lot about like how to get past self-doubt and like with, with writing a novel, obviously like every day I question, oh, am I supposed to do this? Do I suck at writing all this stuff? And even being a dentist, like there's some days where like doing a filling is just super hard. And sometimes you don't get the best fillings. It's just like, it's, it's really inspired me at times.
0: Speaking of, I just got a $700 bill from the dentist.
1: Oh, would you have a crown?
0: I No, I just got a filling. And they said, they specifically said it would cost this much. So I paid it at the store, at the dental shop.
1: At <laughs> the store.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then they sent oh. this bill Three weeks later.
1: No, oh, I'm sorry, Nate. I'm not we gonna talk to bill? him.
0: No, I'm moving. I'm changing addresses. What is, I have good, no man. idea what I – what, what to, anyway. Real quick, I had a best – I don't want to talk about so, dentists. And I'm not oh, going to talk but, about
1: it much. I'm just going to tell you the finale of the Queen's Gambit. Oh, I can't freak you away for you to watch the show. It's I so, just
0: borrowed Becky Retsoff's, uh Netflix password. So okay. we will be – Good, I will be diving in. Yeah. Good
1: thinking. Okay, but but don't don't start diving in just yet. Don't like binge all the shows because we got to talk about it. Right, okay, we'll it talk. is it is the most satisfying ending of any TV show I've ever watched.
0: It's it's so oh, good. doctor else and you've seen, seen, seen the Sherlock season two finale, so that's yes, really yeah. Yes, something. I think it is better. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, moving on. Best thing you've read this year. So very tough to actually read a book in the year it comes out. I barely have ever read any book that's like <laughs> yeah. yeah I didn't pick the shelves. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> is a good is call best thing you read. I read a ton this year as, as did you, uh, not as much as you, Mr. Holic. but, um, I read one book that I'll, I'll talk about two things here. One is, is, uh, by Cormac McCarthy, Blood Meridian. It's always been on my to-do list. It's kind of up there, uh, with like supposedly the best American novels, um, of the, of the last century or whatever. And, and it's, it's, it's by the guy who wrote The Road and, um, kind of that dark depressing stuff and it is a dark depressing book but it's never i've never seen a more powerful um like unstoppable force of 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 a a sentence like the way he can put four words together and it's just like holy catfish i gotta put this down because of what he just expressed um a little bit like if you've read hemingway it's like that but um so hemingway is just very terse and like to the point Uh um it's it's hemingway mixed with if if Himue wrote the Old Testament, it would read like Cormac McCarthy, okay. where it's just like <clears throat> very descriptive. And sometimes the sentences go on and on and on and have these really old fashioned words. Um, and you're trying to figure out what exactly he's saying. And then but he's describing like Indian massacres and um people being burned alive in the old west and, and all this hor like the horrors of what the like truly what the old west would have been like with no law, just awful hmm. men out there destroying people and things and um a great read a devastating read but uh something i i if you're if you're if you're peaked if your interest is peaked uh, i i do i do think it's a it's a great i would love to about. check
1: it out that sounds great i've uh, never read I, hemingway, but I, I want to one of my cousin's dog is named hemingway and it's it just so cool isn't it
0: cool dog name yeah i like yeah. that
1: they call call him hemi her hemingway. hemingway. yeah
0: okay yeah. the other is another nerdy one it's well blood reader is not that nerdy but this one it's called uh, the Book of the New Sun. It's a quad quadrilogy quartet. Um, it's four books, and it's uh, it's a, a, a kind of hard to explain. It's set thousands and, and and thousands and thousands of years in the future. The sun is is slowly dying, and it's <clears throat> about a guy who who is a professional torturer, uh, and he's ordered to kill uh, torture this girl to death. Death, and he allows her to to you know like opt out of it basically he's banned from the torture guild and then he, all his adventures and eventually becomes the emperor of the um don't ruin me. yeah yeah so it's just I, I should say Joseph Lang is calling me Joseph is uh, one of our top listeners. What's no, up Joseph? No, I'll, no, I'll call no. you in a bit. So uh yeah but Book of the New Sun is it's like sci-fi mixed with fantasy mixed with um I don't know dystopian future it's it's really cool. Really cool read. That's and, and the thing is it's it's extraordinarily Catholic. Oh, one of the most no catholic way. books i've read all year like so the guy like picture G- how jesus was tortured to death mm-hmm. we don't ever think about that but jesus like that's how they yeah. killed him tortured torturing him to death so this this torturer um basically turns his back on on that way of life he walks around with a huge sword and the way the sword is described is this as a t so you can picture this guy with a huge cross on his back walking across the country that's doing cool. you know failing and fighting three times and um it, it, it's it's a, a a purposefully catholic book um if you're looking for that type of thing so very cool Those very two. Cool. yeah
1: that's great was that the book that you were reading at the pool And the guy asked you what you're reading you <laughs> no. said you were trying to hide but oh no no it was emily's brother's friend. yeah no that was <laughs> even
0: worse that was even worse i don't even want to say what that was that was bad.
1: <laughs> some some other nerdy book okay yeah. great all right i'll go with uh my best read so i did a spiritual book and then a, like a, a a fantasy book or not a fantasy fiction book, excuse me. Yeah. Um, spiritual book. Best I read was Return of the Prodigal Son. Have you read that? Oh, it's incredible. I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. And people kept talking about it. You know, Jordan Gardenhire loved it. My wife loved it. A couple of my teammates loved it. Um, and I finally read it as, as right after Paul was born. And it just, just really struck me so many times. I was constantly moved to tears by it um i think the one big takeaway that that comes out of it for people who haven't read it um you've got to go pick this up return of the Prodigal son by henry Nowen. Is that his name right mm-hmm. I believe so um and there's this basically he's got this huge tenet that we are all called we're, we're, we all have parts of the younger and the older son in us but we are all called to become like the father all called mm. to be merciful loving and washful um, even at times to our own fathers, to our own brothers, it's just uh, just really beautiful image that I've been I've been thinking about this entire year. Um, yeah, that, that's that's yeah, beautiful. I I got the same takeaway out of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's right. so neat. Um, so for fiction, and and I think I yeah I lent you this book, Where the Crawdads Sing. I I really like modern fiction a lot. I just think it's a um, you know, a lot of people make. Not trash on it, but it's just it is a unique way of writing now because we have seen so many things we don't need we don't need to describe everything the way like J.R.R. Tolkien did, you know, in Lord of the Rings per se, because we're seeing these movies and stuff, and we're also used to this type of media, but really the Kratos thing really thrust me into another world, unlike many other modern fiction, I feel like has. Uh it's set in North Carolina, I believe. And you're simultaneously going through um investigating a murder, I think in the 70s, is that right? And then you're also following this poor strange girl's life journey who's involved in this murder somehow. Um, and it's just, it's just really neat. It's an awesome, awesome read. It's a, it's a murder mystery mixed with this like beautiful life journey, which was a unique way of jumping back and forth. Love, love movies. I, I love movies and TV shows and stuff like jump back and forth. So it was a great read, super cool book cover too. really grabs your attention.
0: Yeah. I love that book. Um, I read it really quickly. Uh, and another, one of those things about quarantine, like, rules basically were off at my church that I was yeah. working at in Manhattan. And uh, I, so I just, I would stay until 2 and 3 in the morning just reading and, and sleeping and, and going late and stuff. So that's one of those books, sorry. Uh, no rules, just books. No rules, just books. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. We're readers. What's up? Uh, we got best new hobby down here. How did you develop any new hobbies over the quarantine? <laughs> yeah, this
1: is, this is easy. And this is because of you. I got super into chess. Simple as that you started texting me you whooped my butt probably probably 35 to 40 games in a row before I finally sneaky checkmated you um you're still better than me sure. I'll never forget it yeah <laughs> I, I just remember you saying whoa didn't see that one <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I probably have our first Dude, chess time. is so hard to lose in. I hate oh, it.
1: It sucks. It's the worst feeling. The worst was when you came to my house over Christmas and you beat me
0: I, I, and I, I was winning and beat you in chess. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. I took my, my father's whiskey. But yes. Okay. I got really into chess. That was my hobby. It's so fun. I'm so happy I got into chess, but it's also horrible for me too.
0: Okay. Go. Dude, there's no other answer. It's chess. I, yeah. I play, I'm, I'm still playing so much chess. And so we used to play this, like go back and forth where we mm-hmm. would text each other. Yeah. And that did, that takes up a lot of your time, but I've been playing with some other guys now that it's, it's on an app chess.com app. Yeah. And you, you just say like, Hey, you ready? And you just carve out 10 minutes. I okay. guess it's a 20 minute game. So you just, so should, it's not like taking up all your time. Yeah, we you should just, do
1: that then. Like you and I set aside like a 20 minute time and just play each
0: other. Because maybe... I, yeah, it's one of the, it's my, I hate people who are connected to their phone who, oh. who like reach for it all the time. And that was me when I was playing a chess game. Oh my gosh. Know, check oh my place. gosh. Yes, totally. I, I,
1: Oh man, I freaking said, there were so many times where I'd be like, I redid our landscaping this spring. And there were times when Claire would find me like sitting, <laughs> sitting in our backyard with everything like set down, put away for 20 minutes at a time for me, just staring at a move, trying to figure out
0: the best way to beat you.
1: It's terrible for me.
0: Yeah. I've been playing with a, with a timer now because I would do, I would stare. for yeah. The
1: timer's a good idea. So we actually did it with my brothers back home for Christmas and I beat Blake. He I got up a piece and he was just trading with me, trading with me. And I ended up I was up a rook and a king versus just his king. And he ended up just beating me on time. I was so mad.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. tough. That's it's tough. tough. It's you gotta sick. play that clock, yeah. baby. Yeah. So there's no other answer. It's chess. We it's got chess it. we for got sure. it in chess. Congrats to chess. Uh word of the year was chess game of the year um queen's gamut we, we we uh yeah we're chess people now mm-hmm. okay um so now we've got as, a, as our finale here the best and the worst thing that you did with the quarantine so basically we all had a little bit of extra time um in various ways we we're at home we we're working from home or we're not in school or business at all for for periods so what was the let's start with the worst thing what was the worst thing that happened or you did because of the uh the quarantine this is easy as well chess I spent
1: an outrageous <laughs> amount of time on my phone playing people in chess. Oh man, that was terrible. That's, that's all I got to say funny. about it. That was, that was the worst thing. It was also the best, not the best thing, but it was so much fun, but it was also the worst thing.
0: My worst thing is, uh, sleeping in a super eight uh, motel for two nights in a row because <laughs> um, my roommate Sam got uh, exposed to coronavirus. So I super
1: like 8s suck, man. So
0: I stayed uh, in a hotel and it was, it was horrible. It oh. was the worst. It was the worst, uh, Like two days.
1: That's so Uh, funny. I've stayed at a super eight once as well. We were in, we were traveling from Oxford, Mississippi after Elaine's graduation, driving back to Austin. So it was late at night. We got done with the graduation. We're staying like outside of Jackson, Mississippi somewhere. So I go and Claire's dad bought them. We were just engaged at the time. So Claire's dad bought his family, a hotel room and left me to fend for myself, which is fine. No big deal. But I just like go and I, I just go on my credit card and I was like, all right, Super eight, 45 bucks. Sure, I'm in. Didn't realize not only was it a smoking room, but it was also the scariest hotel ever. I show up to the first room and there's straight up bugs on the bathroom floor. So I go and get another one. I was like, "Hey, in any way, if if there's any you know non-smoking rooms open, I'd love to get one of those." She didn't give me one. Sure. I slept. In, Why would she? I slept in sweats, socks, sweatshirt, and hoodie on top of me the whole night
0: as it was just it was the grossest. Yeah, that's that's something that is yeah. something else, dude. That's so funny about I mean that whole story is really yeah. interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the different rooms <laughs> is yeah. wild. Um yeah, it's just nasty dude if you're being stuck and I think that is a real thing to think about. Like if you if you're quarantining in even a small apartment with no yard versus like your parents' house or, or something. It's, it's a whole different experience being cooped up. And just, just being cooped up for two days mm-hmm. in a super eight was, was like, there's barely any room for the desk. The, it smells bad. It's like, you can't. <laughs> there's no, the, the, the yard to pace in is a disgusting parking lot. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was, it was really, um, went really anyway. All right. So Wait, that's where, what's,
1: what's, what's the best thing you do with your quarantine? Ah,
0: uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, 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 this is, this is not fun, but I, I, uh, uh, I studied for all the CPA exams and, uh, knocked out three of them and, uh, uh, waiting on the fourth score right now. So, um, yeah, yeah, one of those things that probably wouldn't have happened and it wouldn't have, um, wouldn't have had the time or, or like the thoughts of like, I, I guess I can just take these tests and study for them on my own. Um, yeah. but It happened because of sort of the extra time and there's no social life or anything. So to distract me. Um, Yeah. That's great. That's a good thing to do. That's a grace a benefit. Yeah. How about you, man? You get jacked. Um,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I did. I I ran a marathon, I guess, but I don't think that was the best thing I did. Um, I think I I have an obvious answer and then a real answer, I guess. Well, the obvious answer was I spent, like I said earlier, a buttload of time with my new baby boy. Like I said, it's uh, there, there was no other time in history that I would get I would get to spend this much time with my, my children. It was incredible. I, there were just so many nights where I could stay up late with him, holding him, trying to get him back to sleep and stuff. Um, and then I could just sleep in in the morning. It was great. So that, that, was, that was the easy answer, but probably the real answer for sure. But the other answer, I'd say the best thing I did was I totally revamped uh, my novel, my, my writing process and stuff. Worked a lot kind of had a crisis i think in mid-march or april i was like trying to spend as much time as i could to work on it and i was just kind of panicking like oh this is going nowhere i'm spending three years on this couldn't do anything but work with some people research some new like ways to plan out a plot and character writing and all that stuff so i'd say that would be my
0: other answer the best thing i did with quarantine that's great you've got a good kid al good work he's well formed Um, i enjoy holding him
1: yes he's a good dude he's been psycho the last two days i we think he's getting another tooth oh wow mm-hmm. what it's really cute but it's it's he's nuts i don't know what's going on poor guy no know. i know oh, boy
0: no, is the pain even worth it man why would you have a kid if you knew they were going to be in pain for a brief moment of their life i
1: thought you were going to say is the pain even worth it just take his teeth out
0: oh yeah 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 it's like pulling teeth man and i'm a dentist
1: Ah, nice nice Uh, thanks for stealing my best joke so 2020
0: best joke joke of the year that was so hard to do
1: i think mine was deacon baldy no deacon blindy excuse me
0: deacon (laughs) blindy uh iconic yeah dude that's i wish that's one of those things like you think about going dying going to heaven and imagining like God, God shows you. Here's your top ten jokes, Nate. Good
1: no, I've never thought <laughs> of that.
0: That's really funny. That's what I always imagine it being like. You're like, "Good work, really Nate, Here's how you glorify me with jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, 2020. What what a year! I I I honestly, yeah, it was a learning a learning year. One of those memorable, most memorable twelve months I can uh, imagine. I started this year in Phoenix, Arizona, at a focus conference. Wow. Um Yeah, ended up in a the Woodlands Texas, um this time around so wow, who knows maybe amazing. next year I'll be married uh, mm-hmm. I sure hope so mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: that's amazing mate well it's been good I I, uh, I love talking about this like you said I'm, I'm gonna try I think um writing down those things like you said I think it's a, a really good piece of advice for for anyone and everyone
0: yeah I, I think it'll help me it, it has helped me um like I'm able to uh, articulate the, the the two main points that I learned from a book. Because too often, I'd, you'd read a book and you're just like, I, read, I just read that whole thing and I could not really explain all the cool things that uh, I learned from it. But yeah. this is that's that was the goal. So I'm trying I'm to sure. be more interesting in bars. Is, is really the the whole <laughs> yeah. the whole point.
1: That's good. So
0: yeah. all right, man. Um, yeah. The same time next year.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm in. I'm in. All right, love you, Nate. You have a great night. Love you, dude. Later.
0: Real with